Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I am thrilled that you found me. There is power in the name of Jesus. And as we journey together, we'll unleash discoveries of how to turn a heart of stone into one of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope that you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And friends, periodically we'll delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. So if you do have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Once again, that's pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, you know, it's been said there are no crowns without the cross. And one man experienced this in a head-on collision course for humanity. Of course, I'm referring to none other than Jesus. His life-giving sacrifice elevated humanity from the mire of hell. And his free gift is one that you and I will never be able to repay. It is recorded as the most extravagant gift in history. And many learned servants of God have diligently put the effort in and taught Jesus's words. So today, it is with both joy and sadness that I'm sharing that heaven won another great victory while the world lost a saint for the kingdom of God. Jesus's word promises work done on earth for the kingdom will be rewarded. And this man I'm referring to worked tirelessly for the kingdom. His legacy will endure forever. This morning it was announced that a brother, Dr. Charles Stanley, passed into eternal glory. And according to the word of God, he was able to place five crowns at Jesus's feet. Now what five crowns am I referring to? Well, first, the imperishable crown. This crown is earned when a believer controls their mind with the word of God and connects to the spirit through prayer. They are victorious. And it's important to always remember that we want to earn this crown to give to Jesus. So instead of engaging in an argument someone may try to lure you into, it's better to not forfeit the crown than to be right or for the sake of winning. And the second crown is the crown of righteousness. This is earned by fulfilling the calling of Christ, honoring the Lord, And thirdly, the crown of life, achieving eternal salvation by enduring trials and tribulations while steadfastly remaining faithful in Christ through to the end. The fourth crown is that of the crown of glory. This is for ministers who shepherd a flock by feeding and leading them. And finally, the fifth crown is that of rejoicing. This crown is awarded for those who win souls for Christ. So if you knew or were aware of Dr. Stanley or of In Touch Ministries, you would immediately recognize that this tremendous man of God would be face to face with Jesus as he heard him say, well done, good and faithful servant, as stated in Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. Then kneeling before his king, he would honor Jesus with the five crowns he had earned upon the earth. And we know God's timing is always perfect in all things, not just some things. So it is no coincidence that our study of the Beatitudes here today, we are on blessed are the 
the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And this blessing and promise could not fit the bill any better. This podcast today is dedicated to a lifelong servant of Jesus Christ. He was ordained in 1956. Dr. Stanley was an American Baptist pastor and author. He served his church in Atlanta, Georgia for 49 years before becoming a pastor emeritus. Now I'd like to welcome you back to our continuing study on the Beatitudes. Yesterday, we took a deep dive into blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And this trait appears straightforward, yet it revealed complexities I had not before been aware of. The merciful are the helpers within our world. We act this out by allowing the Holy Spirit to lead our lives. When we do this, we show compassion, empathy, and cheerful love to others who are suffering. So today we learn that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And this brings us to day six of our in-depth study on the Beatitudes. And this blessing could be known as the holy people who are pure in heart, have innocent motives, holy thoughts, and a clean conscience. Scripture teaches us those who are most holy are also most joyful. So once again, I'm directed to the Psalms to grasp what this trait really means. And in Psalm 24, David explains everything belongs to God, our glorious eternal King. Let us worship Him and welcome His glorious reign. Specifically, verses 3 and verse 4 say, Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. This is referring to all lies, not just white lies, and especially lies told under oath. God greatly values honesty. Dishonesty can come up easily when the opposite, truthfulness or full disclosure, could cost us something. Maybe we would be uncomfortable or we would be put in an unfavorable light. Yet dishonest communication is always costly. And without honesty, we're unable to have a relationship with God. If we lie to others, we'll also deceive ourselves. And God will not be able to hear from us or speak to us if we're building a wall of self deception. And David understood this principle when he prayed in Psalm chapter 51 verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me. He was issuing a plea to God for mercy, forgiveness, and cleansing. God wants our hearts to be right with him. We've talked about this in the past, but let's look at it again. We are all born sinners who are at enmity with God because of the fall of creation. Think Adam and Eve. This means our natural inclination is to please ourselves rather than God. This is what David did by taking another man's wife. Like David, we must humbly approach God asking him to cleanse us from within, filling our hearts and spirits with new thoughts and desires. 
Living rightly above reproach only comes from a clean heart and spirit. And this is an area God desires us to come to Him to help us with. God wants to create a pure heart and spirit in you and in me. God is love. We're called to live as children of God. He doesn't have any grandchildren. You either are or are not a child of God. 1 John chapter 3 verses 1 through 3 puts it like this. How very much our heavenly Father loves us, for he allows us to be called his children, and we really are. But the people who belong to this world don't know God, so they don't understand that we are his children. Yes, dear friends, we are already God's children, and we can't even imagine what we'll be like when Christ returns. But we do know that when he comes, we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who believe this will keep themselves pure, just as Christ is pure. As believers, our self-worth is based on the fact that we are God's children now, not sometime in the future. This should encourage us to live and model how Jesus taught us. When we're pure in heart, we know who we are and whose we are. We're members of God's family, His children. The more we learn about who God is, the more our hearts will be inward and outward reflections of Him. Pure hearts are victorious over sin. They love others as themselves and express a confidence before God. The world's values clash with this trait as we are subtly told that deception is acceptable. This is always the lie of the enemy. Our relationship with God is always founded on truth. There's no greater truth than Jesus himself. And our reward, like all the other saints who are among us, is that we too will see God. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 says it like this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be his afterward. Now he is seated in the place of highest honor beside God's throne in heaven. As we continually aim to purify our hearts, there will be hiccups along the way. Like the heroes of faith who are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, we too, like them, must realize, as Hebrews 11 verse 13 says, they were no more than foreigners and nomads here on earth. Friends, this isn't the believer's home. Heaven is our homeland. When we're blind to this truth, our heart purification suffers. Many believers become frustrated and defeated because their needs, wants, expectations, and demands are not immediately met upon accepting Jesus as their personal Savior. We must not become impatient or discouraged. Sometimes our fruit is awaiting us in heaven. And the Christian's life is a process of becoming more and more like Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 29 says, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn with many brothers and sisters. 
The more we become like Christ, we discover who our true selves really are. But often we ask, how do we practically put this into action? Well, that's a great question. Here's how we do it. When we read and apply the Word of God in our lives, the Holy Spirit directs our hearts and thoughts into pure, loving vessels of servitude. We also study Jesus' life and ministry through the Gospels. Additionally, the time we spend in prayer will direct our outward service in the world. And we're not afterthoughts to God. He created us before the foundation of the world. We're to glorify, love, and serve God. This is one way of having a pure heart and what that looks like. God promises to guide and protect us until the one day we're standing in His very presence. Knowing that this is our ultimate destiny should help us to purify ourselves. This means we will steer clear of sin whenever possible. So with this, Dr. Stanley, you have passed from glory to glory. We too will look forward to the day when we see the angels rejoicing with you and Jesus in heaven. And respectfully, we will do our best to carry forth your legacy. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you will be cheering us on from within the great cloud of witnesses. Finally, today, we pay our honor and respect for service well done unto the Lord. And friends, if you want to become a child of God and spend eternity in heaven, not somewhere else, then I invite you to pray this prayer of invitation to our Lord Jesus Christ. Simply repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I repent and turn away from my sins. Come into and take up residence within my heart. I believe your blood was shed for all who believe that you took on the sin of humanity at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you and get into a good Bible-based church to surround yourself with other believers. Now, let me be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision that you have ever made. Congratulations and God bless you. And one of Priest Aaron's contributions he left for us is this benediction. As you go out into the world, allow me to pray this blessing over you. It comes from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Kid Talk podcast will air on Wednesdays, so tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus' unlimited power in our present day lives. We'll delve into many topics such as forgiveness, how to be joyful, and what love in action looks like, and many more. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please consider joining me. And if you like this podcast, make sure and like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes when they become available. 
And friends, much of today's podcast was referencing my book, The Grace and Peace of God, Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring or interesting, you can pick up a copy of the book from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Dorrance.com. And if you're unable to afford a copy, please write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. And if you know anyone else who might be interested in these materials, please share this with them as well. And until next time, friends, be blessed.